Welcome to Read It Read It. We will be reading from Tales from Tech Support. Our first post is by Titonic7. I work in the tech department of a major retailer and had this wicked experience today. The customer here is a man, roughly 50 to 60 years old. Me, afternoon sir. How can I help you? Customer, I'm just looking for a new laptop. M, maybe I can help. What happened to your old one? C, it's about a year old and keeps telling me it needs to be updated. M, oh, is there something wrong with it, or does it just need an update? C, yeah, it needs to be updated. It's old and outdated now. M, okay, what sort of things do you normally do on it? C, I mostly go on Facebook and work with Microsoft Word and Excel, nothing crazy. I'm looking for something cheap, they need to be updated so often that I'll never understand these $400 and up machines. M, thinking, if that's all he's doing, and it's only a year old, it really shouldn't be running terribly slow or anything. M, we have plenty of cheaper laptops here, but if you don't mind me asking, why do you need a new one? If it only needs to be updated then you can do that. C, I'm not sure what you mean. It does need to be updated. That's why I'm here, to get a newly updated one. M, realization dawning. M, sir, when it says it needs to be updated, it means the software needs updating. The computer itself doesn't need to be replaced. C, I don't need to replace the computer. M, most likely not. C, C, M, how many computers have you gone through? C, looking very dejected. Four or five now. M, if you need help updating you could bring it in, and I'll help you out with it. C, I, I think I'll do that. Thank you. The customer came in later in the day and I helped him through a Windows update without an issue. Yes, he feels stupid. Yes, he is very unhappy at how much money he has wasted throughout the old machines. Yes, he's glad I opened his eyes for him. This was less painful and more so just sad. Some people really struggle with this stuff. Our next post is by Enrico Dandy. Hello Tales from Tech Support. Just wanna share this story from my previous job. I read similar stories here, so I might also share mine. Not an it slash support, but I work closely with them. Six years ago, I was very desperate to get a job and running out of money after I was let go from a previous work. So desperate that I applied for any position in any company I could apply to without looking at the job requirements slash qualifications. A few days after, I received a call for an interview with a financial firm for an analyst position. I said okay then proceeded to check my applications and found that they needed a person expert in Excel and make reports for upper management. Problem is I know only the basic functions, as in basic calculations, at subtract, multiply and divide, only. For me to get this job, I need to make a big lie to get the job. I like math since grad school so maybe I can get away with it. I went to the interview and showed them a bubbly, I also am actually not, personality. I thought they liked me since they were smiling and looked happy during the interview. They asked if I know how to create charts, graphs, pivot tables, simple VBA scripts. I said yes. Thankfully they did not ask for a demonstration of my skill or lack thereof. The day after, I received a call saying I got the job and will be starting the next week. Boom. I opened Excel and went to the internet to familiarize about everything that they mentioned as much as I could. 
First day of work, my manager gave me a file, 200 plus MB, as a reference to recreate, but using new data an Excel file that computed bonus allowances for the company's frontline employees. I opened it, and, um, I can't recognize any formula and formulas why and formulas they used. The manager saw the bewildered look on my face, told me to take my time since the her predecessor, ex-manager, usually took two weeks to do it. She gave me a pat on the back and left me there thinking what did I get into. Welp. I need to do the job or else I may get fired. I studied the file, every formula, every cell and checked the internet to understand this voodoo magic. Yay for the internet. One week later, I sent them what they needed but upgraded with error checkers and colors. They looked at me in amazement as I briefed them on what I have done. Five months later, I was fiddling with another file while playing a game with my phone when an unfamiliar department head walked to my manager to discuss about some data. Manager asked me to show the depth head my files, instructed me to do some edits. I wasn't able to read depth head's face, no clue if I was doing it right, but she said okay and just went out. A week after that, while in my performance review, manager told me something that I didn't expect. Depth Head wanted me in her corporate planning team, an elite, sort of, team of analysts in the company, since Depth Head was impressed with my work. Manager was very supportive as she told me that I was able to simplify many processes in our group. That we only needed to copy and paste the data in Voila. Finished reports. With Depth Head, I might get to learn more and broaden my future. Of course I said yes. I would get paid more. My biggest concern. After a few weeks, I officially transferred to the new team with Depth Head. I have three other team members, so we make a total of four. Talking with them, I found out that one team member just had his first anniversary, while the other two were newly hired. First day with the team and she gave me another heavy Excel file to update and give her my findings. At noon, I finished my report and got nothing more to do. I looked at my teammates and they were very busy and looked stressed with a don't talk to me kind of face. I proceeded to play with the remainder of the day while I open and close my files just to look busy. Three months after that, one of the new hires were let go after the probationary period. A few weeks after, other new hire quit for some reason unknown. That means older teammate and me got more work to do while we wait for replacements. A few more weeks and I was able to ease some of my burdens by creating different Excel templates for each task I need to do. I only needed to copy and paste the data and most of my time were allocated for analysis and coloring cells and charts. I want them files looking nice and clean and playing games with my phone. Six months later, right after my first year with the company, we are still waiting for new hires, and my remaining teammate gave his two weeks notice, oh I immediately went to a friend in ours to check if they have proceeded anything for my team. Turns out, they are not actively looking for replacements for a long time, Fasipum, resigning teammate passed to me her work, and I was left there wondering if I still could handle it all, and no more time to play with my phone. Turns out I can. Same procedure with all the things I previously did. Make a pre-made file slash template slash macro then input data then done. On my second year, I received a company-wide email for a restructuring slash reorganization and my depth head was transferred to another department. And I will be directly reporting to the CEO. No supervisor or manager. 
My team is just me, a simple and lazy analyst. I'm included in important meetings with various department heads and managers. I give briefings to the CEO. I make presentations for the board of directors. Or me. More stressful but they gave me a yearly raise and a yearly increase in bonus. So I think it's okay. I stayed with the company for 5 years as the work was taking a toll to my body. Our next post is from Dave999 Dave. My youngest has become obsessed with Minecraft. We started off with me buying slash downloading slash installing the game. Then he needed my help modifying something. Then my help again explaining what mods are. Then my help again finding and installing mods, etc etc etc. Now at least a few times a day he wants to show me something he made, or ask for my help when something goes wrong. I have assumed the role of Minecraft tech support for our household. Over time he needed me less and less and now only needs my help downloading things, or moving around files on the hard drive. I've forbidden him from doing that himself, malware, accidentally deleting system files, etc. A few weeks ago he called me over to show me a mob he made. I watched him for a while then waddled to the kitchen and had this conversation with my wife. Me, our son is becoming an expert at Minecraft. Right now he's making a new thing called a mob. Wife, oh that's nice. Me, isn't it though? He's still working on it. He wants me to watch when he plays it for the first time. Five minutes pass. Me, you should see what he's doing. He's changing all kinds of specifications regarding timers and perimeter settings and behaviors and such. This is complex for a 7 year old. He's almost done. Wife, alright. I'll come over as soon as I'm done making this roast. 5 minutes pass. Me, he tried to release it and something went wrong. Right now he is troubleshooting it. Trouble. Shooting. It. 30 seconds later. Me, and he's not doing it in the GUI, but in the command line interface. Wife, oh okay. I'm almost done with the roast. Five minutes pass. Me, he's finished. And he released it into the world. It works. It's amazing. Wife, I'm glad he got it to work. You seem very happy. Me, I am. Our son has made fire. Fire that moves around and tries to kill you. He is a genius. Update. The mod was called Blaze King. My kid corrected me that it was not fire. It was a blaze. It floated and followed the character, attacking him but the texture was messed up, and the sound was freaky. So he deleted it. It was not up to his standards. Now he focuses on making mobs and bosses using my creator for the java version point his latest is more spiders. He uses notepad to create command thingies. We occasionally play together on sparks, but not too often. I found it more difficult than he does, and he often has to bail me out or explain something, so he gets frustrated. I'm content watching him show off. I briefly granted him approval to download mods and move them into the Minecraft folders, but we had issues recently with browser bars and malware, so I had to cut him off. I once again am Minecraft tech support. I would like to give him a user account with limited privileges, but I forgot the password to the admin account almost as soon as I made it, and the password hint I wrote is so cryptic I have no idea what it says. But life goes on. Now time for us to play Smash Brothers. Our next post is from NPAMA. I'm the sole it person for a medium sized company. Approximately 120 employees spread across 4 locations in multiple states. I receive a phone call one Friday afternoon. Me, hello, this is Opus. Employee, one of our report printers won't work. 
We've been trying to make it work all day. Me. Okay. Let me see what I can do about that. Do you have the ID number of the printer? We have asset IDs on all equipment, which allows me to look up the information for the printer. Employee. Yes. It's 123,321. Me. Okay thanks. Give me just a moment. After logging in I see the status shows paper tray is empty. Me. Looking here at the status, it's saying something is wrong with the paper or paper tray. Can you please make sure the paper is in the tray securely, and that the tray is closed all the way? Employee. It is. Me. Give me one moment I'm going to run some more checks. This just consisted of remotely rebooting the printer, and then sending a test page, to see what any new errors in the log would be. Me. Okay. I'm still showing an out of paper error. If you have paper loaded, and the tray closed, then it's not much more I can do from here. I will get up your way tomorrow, and bring a replacement just in case. In the meantime, it'll redirect your computer, to print to the one across the room, so you can continue to work. This location is 2.5 hours away from where I live. That afternoon I'll load up an older printer from storage, to take home with me. I leave out the following morning, and arrive at the location about 10. Upon arriving, before even taking the replacement printer in, I walk over to the printer. Notice tray is closed. Open it to find. No paper. Reach under the counter, and get a stack of paper. Insert and close tray. Printer starts to print everything in the queue. I do a hard reset to clear the queue, so it doesn't keep wasting paper. Me. Can you please try printing something, and see what error you get? Employee presses print and it prints successfully. Me. In shock. Okay. I think that's got you fixed up. If it happens again, open the tray, and make sure to load paper, while making sure to not overfill. Again trying to not make them feel like the idiot they are. So 2.5 hours they're less than 5 minutes of work 2.5 hours back 5 hours of work time, $120 in mileage reimburse, and company paid lunch, part of the arrangement, $150 salary plus $120 plus $15, equals $285, to put paper in a printer. In my expense report it's a section, where I write down what needed to be done. I wrote printer out of paper hoping someone would see it. Accounting never questioned it. Go figure. Our last post is from Roniak. Back in the heady days of Windows XP being brand new, I was working for a big computer company in Central Texas when this gem of a call came to me. From the get-go, it's clear this customer is already irate. Him, I've been through this often enough, I know what you're going to ask. He proceeds to give me all the info I need like service tag, name, address, etc. When I pull it up, I see a laundry list of back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back service calls for a faulty display. He's had enough, and he is demanding a full system exchange. I see that the monitor has been replaced three times, the video card twice, and the motherboard once. The issue he's complaining about is a bright spot in the top, left corner of his screen. 4.0 me, sir, every part of this system that could possibly be causing that bright spot has been replaced. The only possibilities left are environment or user related. Even if I do a system exchange, I'm not convinced it will resolve your issue. Him, I'm demanding a system exchange. None of you know what you're doing, or you would have fixed this the first time. Me, humor me, sir, and describe the issue as precisely as you are able to describe it. He proceeds to describe a bright spot in the top, left corner of his monitor. 
It's a few inches from the top bezel and a few inches from the left bezel, and he's seeing it on the login screen. So I have him go to the BIOS, and in the BIOS it's fine. We reset the BIOS anyway, and go back to the login screen. He starts cursing and complaining, because there it is again. Me, sir, are you seeing this anywhere other than the login screen? Him, umm, I guess I haven't noticed. Me, sir, can you do me a favor, and go to Google Images and search for the Windows XP login screen? You see that image there, with the bright spot in the top left corner? Is that the same as your login screen? Yup. He'd costed the company thousands of dollars in warranty service because he didn't realize the bright spot in the corner of the Windows XP login screen was an aesthetic element and not a failure in the display. That's it for Edit Reddit. I hope you enjoyed. Please leave a good rating as that really helps me out.